0: Oh, my God. Hello, John. How are you doing today?
1: What's going on, Aiden, the co-host of a Homestuck podcast not covering Homestuck in, in this intermission episode?
0: Yeah, um, welcome to, uh, our, our first Patreon episode, everybody. Um, our first episode not dealing with Homestuck in any capacity, although I'm sure that we're going to bring it up at some point over the course of this, <laughs> uh, incidentally. Maybe. Um, uh... <laughs> pro- probably, probably. More than likely. Um, today, uh, we are going to talk about, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um,
1: That's right. Neon Genesis right. Evangelion.
0: It's it's not really it's not really pronounced like that, um, but uh yeah uh I currently um feel like I was used as a punching bag because every John and I both uh watched the film again today yeah and every time I watch it it is an absolute ordeal. But I think we should save conversation of it for. Uh, we should push it off a little bit and just talk about everything else besides it.
1: Yeah, sa- save it for the, uh, the, for the end of Evangelion section. Yeah, we are quarantining everything that happens in that movie to its own section.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, just, just because I kind of do regard it as like its own work in in some capacity, but. Um, regardless, so, regardless, or in spite of that, we do have to go back and just talk about the whole thing. I started, I started to try to develop some kind of structure for this episode, but I realized after a while I was just writing down my thoughts on random shit in the show. Yeah, And I have, like, maybe eight solid notebook pages that are just writing down random shit. Um, and I just don't have a structure for this.
1: I, I think the, the best way to start this out is like how we did it with the the uh, with talking about Homestuck, and, and and that is, let's talk about our history with Evangelion. Uh, You're very smart. You're very smart because this is not our first time watching it at all.
0: Absolutely not. Um, I guess I guess I'll, I'll I'll start us off here and sure. say that I it's it's no secret if you know me in any capacity that I really really like evangelion. Um I have probably watched it all the way through like five or six times. Um and I I did so recently uh like just at the end of last year of 2020 uh with some friends who had not seen it for the first time. Most of the times that I've watched it have been showing it to people and I usually get through the whole thing. Um I really really like the show. I first watched it when I was far too young to have seen it. Um, I was, I think I, I want to say I was like, uh, 15 or so. Okay. Um, cause how old was I in 20? I was, I was okay. Cause it was really big on Tumblr in like 2013. I want to say, yes. um, it was, <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the strangest things to receive a Tumblr fad, honestly. Uh, but at the, when it, at the peak of its popularity on Tumblr, um, I did watch it because I was like, oh, this seems cool. Uh, one of the biggest media franchises in the world. Um, in, insane shit. Uh, and I watched it as a kid. And I was, I didn't pay complete attention to it. I was, you people may begin to garner that as a child I was not the best at, I did not have the greatest attention span for media. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those, but at the same time, like the only, th- the, I, the only way I know how, knew how to do things was like find it on like a shitty streaming site and watch it. And some of the episodes are in like the Russian dub, but they have English subtitles, <laughs> and it's the best I can do. So I watch it anyway. Um, but I did watch it as a kid. Uh, and I enjoyed it and understood approximately like maybe 2% of it. Of course. Uh, and then, yes. And then over time I would watch it again every couple of years. Uh, usually because I was trying to introduce somebody else to it, and I kind of started to actually gain a a more, a deeper appreciation for it over time. Um, and, uh, after watching it, like, five or, like, I don't know, like, five or six times, I've, I've, I, I feel like I have a pretty decent grasp on it, and I can comfortably say it's, like, one of my favorite things ever, uh, especially having watched it as an adult the last, like, two, the last couple times. How what's your journey been like with Ava? Um, uh how what's yours been like?
1: I Well, first of all, it it seems like we we, we both got into Ava at like the same time because I also mm-hmm. watched it in 2013 because I saw it on Tumblr
0: uh <laughs> one of those cool ass gift sets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh I it, I actually saw like a gift set from from End of Evangelion and I was like what's this cool shit and and i know, <laughs> and and there there was also Ramiel uh, everyone on Tumblr had an obsession with Ramiel specifically because funny everybody
0: still has an obsession with yeah, Ramiel yeah yeah
1: f- funny funny 3d objects m- make meme about it um, uh-huh. but i i watched it once the show and mm. like like you I, I grasped about two percent of it. I, I I I fell into the the old wow cool robot because that's <laughs> that's a, that's about as much as I understood was wow cool robot.
0: In complete fairness, the robots are really fucking cool. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I did I did pull some other things from it, but that, that that was towards the end of it, and I'll I'll get into that when we actually talk about the last few episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but yeah, I, I, I watched it, then I watched the movie and then I never watched the show again. I re-watched the movie uh, like five times. I, th- I think I think today was my sixth time watching it because mm-hmm. it's the movie's cool as hell. but from my viewing experience of the show, while I did like it, it just felt so dense that like I never wanted to return to it. Because like I felt like I would just not understand it again, and just be like, "Wow, cool mm-hmm. robot." Uh, because the show does have a lot of things to say. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe at times a bit too much to say for a for a however old I was in 2013. But yeah, that's basically my experience. I it's it's still it's it's always stuck with me because it, it had a pretty big impact on me at that time, and I, I after. After that, I watched the rebuilds, which, man, not much to say there. We're not going to talk about that that much, I don't think.
0: I, I think we could talk about the rebuilds. I think we can touch on the rebuilds briefly.
1: Yeah, we could touch on them, but, but I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen them
0: in a long time. Yeah, um, I, I haven't so, either, uh...
1: and from what I recall, they don't really have a lot to say, and also they're not done yet. So... <laughs>
0: Did you know that uh, it was, the three point one point was supposed to come out uh, today, yes. the day we were recording? This. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a touch of beautiful irony, uh, that shit is never coming out. The rebuilds will never be. It's finished. not real. I, <laughs> I genuinely believe that like uh, every clip that's been released is just made for a trailer. Like I don't think that there is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's and, and and if there is a movie, it does not have anything we have seen so far. Yeah. Um it's just not real. Yeah. So so you watched it like so you watched the series again this past week and this those that, yes. that, that was the second time you watched yes. it like and ever. Yes. Wow, okay. Um I'm I I guess I'll just ask you like what you thought about it. Um wow. I... Cool robot. <laughs> <laughs> True. Cool well, cuz like I have I, I... I've seen enough times, like, I feel like I have enough time to process it and, like, to kind of. Ch- I- I've had enough time to, like, chew into, like, basically most of the characters to a degree I've. I'm more or less satisfied with, in some cases, less, and I will end up watching it again later to, like, inspect, like, what Ritsuko or whoever is doing at, like, every moment that they're on screen. Yeah. Um. But I I I'm curious just to like hear what you like the, the your through lines were as you went through this for like the first time as an adult.
1: because um, uh,
0: I have a very like um not jaded, uh, I, I have a lot of experience with it, and so I I feel like
1: yeah.
0: it's it's gonna be different. Yeah. Listeners, uh, I guess I should say at this point, if it's not clear already, there'll be spoilers for literally everything that happens in Evangelion. <laughs> so if you have not yet seen it. Please go do it. Please go watch it. Um, um. I I'm not going to tell you of a reason that you should, but I'm just going to say that you should. And if you hate it, then that's fine. If you like it, that's fine. Just experience it for yourself because it deserves to be experienced. So true. Okay. I'm going to give the floor to you, and you can you can you can talk.
1: Okay. My initial thoughts. Wow. Kaji died. <laughs> yeah unbelievable yeah. um no but yes. okay my 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 real initial thoughts like like going through it like taking a step back and looking at the whole thing as a whole there there's a very clear point particularly at the end of episode 15 where there's like a huge change in like the vibe of the show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i i I'm i'm in a I don't go on Facebook that much, but I, I'm in a few groups pertaining to things I like, and I'm, I'm in an Evangelion group. And I, I saw a meme recently that was, like, particularly before I started rewatching, that was, like, watching the first 15 episodes of Evangelion, and it was, like, Shinji happy smile. And then it was, like, watching the the last 11 episodes of Evangelion, and it was, like, Shinji head, head in hands in the chair, that one shot. And man, I I never noticed it like like when I when I when I first watched, it. it, it it's so clear that that it like,
0: is insane how much episode sixteen changes everything.
1: Like uh, episode fifteen, I I'm, I'm pretty sure it's episode fifteen that ends with the reveal that Lilith is is in Central Dogma, and mm-hmm. and then it, you're just kind of like, oh, interesting. And then everything after that is just s- sad what the fuck is going on <laughs> who's who's this funky gray haired kid that shows up in the, the, the episode twenty four what the heck um <laughs> it's- it's crazy but but the yeah. the first fifteen episodes are are really interesting to me because while that shift in tone happens. Thematically, everything's like pretty consistent, even mm-hmm. even from the start, and I really like that a lot. But I don't know, episode fifteen, man. Everything after that, I'm running in circles here. Uh, yeah, I, I was
0: gonna say, um, th- there's kind of like this widely recognized, like a lot of uh, Evangelion analysis kind of recognizes that it follows. Like, there is like a very, like, there are three distinct parts to it. Um, like, the the first seven episodes are, like, recognized, like, the introduction arc, and then once Oscar gets introduced, you kind of have this monster of the week format for, like, the, up through 15, and then 16 happens, and then 16 is what everyone remembers as being Evangelion. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's the, the tonal (laughs) shift when, uh, when uh the big basketball angel shows up is is just incredibly dramatic um i i agree with your point about uh like the thematic element though which is really interesting because um i was doing some research later today uh i spent way too much time on the ava geeks wiki to be healthy, um, and I and I stopped after I realized that it was that I was like reading a, a theory page that was like rays rays ghost in quantum mechanics, and I was like, <laughs> this is not going to help. This is not Holy going to help. Shit. <laughs> um, but uh, I was reading about the production uh, on the AvaWiki and on uh Wikipedia. Um, so if anything that I say is wrong, then it's not my fault. I'm just disclaiming this. There's a lot of like ur- like urban legends and rumors around like Ava's production. Yeah, and One of the most prominent is that, uh, that I kind of bought into for a long time is that they ran out of money early on. There's this, there's this legend that Ava, uh, started airing on, like, a kid's broadcast slot, um, and then there was a lawsuit, uh, because of the content of it, and then it got moved to, like, a a late-night slot. Um, that is not true, I couldn't find, that's not true from what I could find today, um, which breaks my heart a little bit because it's a great story. Uh, but what is true is that on basically every episode, they ran against production deadlines and that Anno, uh, the director couldn't ever, like, decide how he wanted to do something until it came time exactly to do it. So I think around, like, uh, episode, like, the original vision for the story, uh, went drastically different. To, to how it actually ended up going, uh, to the point where apparently in right, episode 13, uh, was when they were like, alright, we need to just come up with, what else, we, we need to come up with a different plan, because we can't go back to the original plan anymore. Man. Um, and I find that, it, and I, 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 I think that makes sense, because it, it's, 13 happens, um, and then it's not very much time, like, 13 happens, um, it's kind of the last, like, Monster of the week thing. Um, 14 is the clip show, uh, and has, like, the first Ray introspection, and then 15 and 16 happen, and that's when it takes the drastic turn. Uh, but it is really remarkable how, even in retrospect for the first, uh, 13 episodes, they still feel very consistent and part of the same story.
1: Yeah, um, uh, the, the, the story, I, well, first of all, I would very much like to know, like, what the original story was. I don't know. I don't know. I did uh, yeah. not go
0: to... I did not bother to try to dig up the original... Yeah, I'm like, sure that information... Bible.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that information is, like, very hard to find. Uh, but that that's really interesting to know, because, like, even if it was changed, the, the, the story that they were already telling seemed like it wanted to focus heavily on the relationships of the characters... Which is mm-hmm. basically what ends up happening. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, apparently, um, what, like, the way that Ava started, like, ended up coming to existence was the, the, Anna was friends with somebody, a higher up at, the, at a production company. And the, they were, like, drinking buddies and the guy basically said, like, hey, if you fucking, like, make whatever, I'll, I'll air it. Like i'll give you the i'll give you the resources to make whatever you want, and then we can put it on t v um and anno had uh just like failed to 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 get another product off the ground, so he was at a really like a real low point in his life, and so a lot of Ava was born of that and you can you can you can tell yeah <laughs> um, yeah one of the things that's said about it really commonly is like it's uh it, uh it's basically Anno working through wanting to kill himself, and I, I think that, that there is a degree of truth to that.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Especially based on the, the
1: ending of it. Yeah. I, or, like, I, the last
0: couple episodes.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I mean, it's not surprising if it is true, because, like, uh, particularly, like, in the past, like, decade, Anno's been very open about the fact that he's been, like, struggling with mental illness, and, like, that's one of the main reasons why the final Rebuild movie has like taken so long? Because it was supposed to come out back in like what, like twenty fourteen?
0: Yes, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to see it for like a long ass time. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> the, there there have been a good many interviews recently where he's like, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why it's not happening, and he didn't want to do it uh, because he saw it as like this cursed project, and he didn't really get the drive to work on it until he got invited to to uh, Shen Godzilla. Hmm. Which, base. which is base because Shin Godzilla rules And I still haven't it, seen it. What?
0: I still haven't seen it. Fuck <laughs> you,
1: You've gotta watch it. There's a there's an there's an Evangelian song in it and it, it catches I know me that off it has, every time.
0: I know it has decisive battle. Um I kinda wish I didn't, because otherwise I would still probably want to watch it and then I would be able to be surprised by it. But whatever. Um like Moving on to, like, the, the the show itself, though, like, I I think, I've been thinking, I've turned this around in my head, like, a, like a while now. I think that, um, the term deconstruction...
1: I hate it. Is, I hate the word deconstruction.
0: I It's thrown around a lot.
1: I, I, I get so mad when I see it because I don't know what anyone means by it. People just throw it around. I don't know mm-hmm. what a deconstruction of a genre means. I just watch content, consume it, and then think about it. I don't... <laughs> I do that with everything, you know. What's it deconstructing?
0: I'm. I, I was going to say. So, <laughs> what <I'm, laughs> okay. What I'm going to say is, I think that deconstruction. I agree with you. I think deconstruction kind of gets thrown around a lot these days as like, it just to refer to a piece of genre fiction that is just kind of fucked up. Um, but I think that there is a pretty strong. I think that you can like you can point to things in Ava and say this is deconstructing like. This trope that you would see in like a Mecha show, um, gr- or, or I guess just in like a- shown in anime in general, because I I can't speak on Mecha shows because I've not really seen many of them. Um, I am like what everybody who likes Mecha hates about uh I Ava fans, mean, which is that they've only watched Ava and they claim to know shit about Mecha. I'm not claiming that.
1: I but... I claim to know everything about Mecha. I've seen. Evangelion, and I've seen Gurren Lagann, so I know that, everything.
0: That's the other thing that every Mecha fan hates. <laughs> um, but I think that, like, the main thing that stands out to me—the uh, two things really—about um, the about Ava as a as, as, that you can view as being a deconstructionist work—is um, Shinji as a protagonist um, is probably the most. Passive protagonist until the very end. Yeah, that you will ever see in any work of fiction.
1: I think it's great. I, I yes, I love that about Shinji. Uh, I I. When I was a teenager, unfortunately, I related a lot to Shinji. I had a lot of issues going on, so I, I kind of gravitated to him. But like, mm-hmm. e- even now as an adult, it's it's kind of easy to like put yourself in the shoes of Shinji and be like, yeah. He's kind of reacting pretty realistically in a lot of situations, and I like that.
0: Yeah, and like not only is he reacting like realistic, like the
1: the, the two the
0: line kind of are the 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 common line I I, I hear a lot is like yeah he rela he reacts like realistically as a as a fourteen year old would in his situation. I think the other half of that though is that Shinji does have his own like his own problems that are very unique to him. Oh yeah, that are yeah. like also very relatable. Yeah. Uh. And him being so passive is, like, the big... The big one of those, is that he just doesn't... He's scared to do anything besides follow orders. Um... I... Yeah, and it really stands out whenever Shinji actually does do anything, like, of his own... Like, whenever he does, like, take the initiative and do something, or, like, lash out in a way... Uh, that, like... There are, like, maybe five of them? Maybe, like, four of them I can think of that aren't in the movie? Um... There's the... The the one that always, like, freaks me out really early on is in, like, the third episode um against the second angel that appears is when, like, he goes crazy and he starts, like, stabbing it and it scares the shit out of uh, Toji and Kensuke. That scene always, like, weirds me out because it's such a an unprecedented and, like, not something that you really ever see again out of him.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I, I kind of wonder if that's there just because, like, in another show with like a hot blooded young male anime protagonist, like you would expect that, but it's you don't from Shinji, and it's it's it feels out of place. Yeah. Um, and I think like the other half of 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 what I would point to as saying like as a deconstruction is the way that Asuka and Shinji's relationship is set up and the way it develops. Um, because the show does set, it, when, in, in the first, uh, like, arc of the series, like, through episode, like, 15, up until episode 15, um, there, are there, there's, like, a ton of, like, uh, couple teasing with Asuka and Shinji. You, you agree with this? Yeah. It's, like, oh, there's, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. There's not much, you can't really argue with it. Um... And then once you hit episode fifteen, episode fifteen is this is the episode where, uh, um, it's the it's the one where there's no angel. It's the one where, um, Isato and Kaji go to the wedding, um, and Asuka and Tsurugi left home alone, and Asuka um tries to well not tries but uh, Asuka asks her if he wants to kiss, and they do, um, and she just kind of stands there and and suffocates, uh while Asuka like pinches his nose shut so he doesn't breathe in her mouth which doesn't make any sense but that's the episode where that happens and then once that happens it's weird it's horrible and then their relationship just kind of starts to fall apart and it's something that's so unique to any anime that I've seen It, it it's one of, it, it stands out to me so much and I really like the way that it progresses what i um, I don't want to just keep talking. to you? <laughs> uh, but
1: yeah, I think
0: that, that that I think that the 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 quote unquote romance between them and the way that uh uh keeps going, the way that like they both kind of start like Asuka starts to to resent Shinji, um, and Shinji starts to kind of fall apart from her as well. I think that that's like one of the most compelling arcs of the show and like one of the strongest.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that all you got?
1: Yeah. i don't know i'm I'm trying to think like maybe i should have taken some notes i for only my second viewing of of the show i i probably should have taken some notes to be better prepared for this but
0: (laughs) i I don't don't sweat don't sweat it i'm sweating (laughs) I, i guess it's a big question but like what what is your like takeaway on your on your second viewing of like shinji's romantic outlooks throughout the
1: series what a mess (laughs) what (laughs) what a shit show (laughs) jesus christ um i think hmm, i think that shinji struggles with women to a point where i would argue that shinji might be gay maybe maybe just a um, little bit see you bring up I, rom- you bring up romance and that immediately makes me gravitate to talking about you know who
0: yes the- um i have some i have some hot takes about Kaoru.
1: uh oh are we going um, are we about to duke it out in here
0: maybe um oh. I, th- the thing is uh is that, like uh, like on Shinji's, sec- like in in quarters of, like Shinji's sexuality is, like Shinji is very clearly. I I shouldn't talk in like such uh,
1: uh such terms. Watch but, your like, watch your watch where you're walking, buddy.
0: <laughs> there is there is a lot of Shinji being sexually attracted to women in Evangelion. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So I don't think that the answer is that he is exclusively. I don't think the answer is is exclusively attracted to men.
1: Oh no, yeah, that was a joke. I think. I think that Shinji is is by, I uh, yeah yeah, I I think the Kaworu episode, I think Shinji struggles with women, uh, I I mean, hmm, how do I word this? The 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 there are themes in Evangelion that 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 do the whole men and women are are. Clearly, different beings, and they're hard, It's hard to understand each other. And I, 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 th- I think on a romantic level, Kar- Karu was very important to exist in Shenji's life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because I do think that like there was like legitimate romance going on, and like that was a gay episode. The Karu episode was very gay. It's
0: und- it is a very homosexual episode. It is
1: undeniably gay, and the, there's the whole "I love you" line that that Netflix scrubbed. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think Shinji's bi and and he <laughs> he doesn't know how to handle it in any regard because yeah. because w- his, the way he is with women while 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 attracted to them. He doesn't know how to act around them. He, he's a fucking mess. And then when Karu walks into his life, it's he's like immediately like magnetized to Karu, and having to kill Karu fucking devastates him. Yeah, because c- the Karu episode happens so quickly.
0: It is one of the worst-paced episodes in the entire series. I watch it again today. I adore it. It is It is one of my favorite episodes, but yeah. man, oh man, is it a mess.
1: I can't tell, like, it's so hard to tell, like, how long Karu, Karu existed in Shinji's life. Because, mm-hmm. like, it makes it seem like he was there for a day, and Shinji, like, immediately fell in love with him. And, but I don't know if that's true. Like, it, like... With the pacing of it, like, and, and the way everything's cut, he could have been there for a little bit, a hot minute. I don't mm. know. It's yeah. very not clear.
0: My. The way that I've always kind of looked at, like, the. Or not always, but, like, the way that I do kind of look at it, um, I. I feel like Shinji's, like, sexuality is, like, less of a question than it is just, like, Shinji's state. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Yeah. Um,. Like, Shinji is very clearly attracted to women, and a lot of the show revolves around, like, his frustrations with his feelings towards the women in his life. Yes. Um, and Kaoru kind of comes in at, like, Shinji's absolute low point. Uh, because Rei just- Ray died, and the new Rei doesn't know- doesn't really recognize him, is detached from him. Asuka is in- in the hospital, or- no, Asuka's, like, run away, um... She doesn't want anything to do with anybody. Uh, Misato is just torn up about the death of Kaji and just can't process it. Uh, besides trying to fuck him, which he really does not respond positively to. Yeah. Um, And so, like, everybody in Shinji's life is gone. And Kaoru just kind of comes in and is this beacon of unconditional love. Um... And it it, 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 like, of course, Shinji would immediately gravitate to him. Yeah. Um, I don't think that is it's, uh, I, when I say this, I, I, when I say that, and I, when I say that, I want to be clear that I'm not saying that there's no, like, romantic or sexual attraction. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's any sexual attraction. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. There's no, like, we, we don't see, we don't really see Shinji, like, Shinji's eyes lingering on the curves of Kaoru's body. Um, so we can't we can't really tell if the sh- if the show wants us to believe that Shinji's attracted to him uh sexually, but like of but like of course he gravitates to him romantically and, and like uh Kaoru shows up throughout the rest of like throughout uh the last two episodes and the movie enough to be like yes, his influence is like deeply rooted in Shinji's mind. Um yeah the the camera episode is like as you bring up like the netflix controversy um yes the net the netflix subs like when you're used to the uh, like all the fan translations like the d v d version like they it it really sucks ass to see the the any references to like love like gay scrubbed out yeah it's um, jarring
1: it is it is so jarring i when 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 the netflix version came out <clears throat> I, I saw I saw like the screenshots being passed around on Twitter and mm-hmm. I I didn't believe it at first. I thought I thought that people like edited it and it was like this this fake controversy. And when I actually like opened my Netflix and like went to that part I I I didn't know what to think because I was like why? Why would you do this?
0: Yeah. I read a little bit about that. Um And it was not enough to convince me that it was the correct decision to make it say, to like remove any reference to love. But it was, I, I, I saw some perspectives on it, um, that kind of got me think, like wondering about it. Uh, the main one being that, like, it, the, the, translating from Japanese to English is really hard. Yes. Um, and Karu are, like, even in Japanese, Karu talks like a weirdo because he's not a human. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the words that he uses in the part that, that, in the line that is in question is, like, incredibly vague. Um, to the point where, like, uh, saying, like, you have my sympathy, or, like, you are worthy of my grace, or, like, I love you, like, it could mean any of those things. Yeah. Um, which makes me kind of wonder, uh, if... If that was, like, the, the the original accepted translation, um, uh, if it would be fine, and if it's just, like, a perception thing over time, because I think that the, the like, there is well enough in the rest of the episode, um, there is well enough homoeroticism in the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but the, that line being changed itself kind of feels like a gut punch. Yeah. Specifically. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird because I, like, when I looked at, the, when I looked up stuff up and, like, looked at, like, the, the different translations of it throughout time, um, I, I feel a little bit less resentful about it, but it still stings and I still, I just kind of wonder if it was an appropriate change because I don't know if it was, like, if it's, like, really does more to f- further understanding because the rest of what Kaoru says in that scene is, like, it's, like, it, like, god and it it, let me how do I how do I try to put my thoughts in here I feel like the rest of that scene um when when Kaoru is talking to Shinji in in the in the public bath um what he's saying is like I see you as a human uh you suffer because because man because mankind can suffer and so he perceives his entire like his entire world is in terms of, of pain and suffering yeah and that's why I, I take pity on you. And that's why I love you. Um, the, I, I, f- I feel like maybe fixating on just the I love you is a mistake is what I'm getting at. Okay. Does that make sense? I get you. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I would say that I'm still not in favor of the Netflix change. Uh, but I kind of understand where it's coming from more the, the more the more times I have watched the episode. Uh, but it, uh, it 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 doesn't feel right to take out the part where he says I love you.
1: Yeah. Um I can I can understand where it's coming from, but that doesn't change the fact that it's cringe to change it.
0: It's definitely a bit
1: cringe. Uh, especially when okay. What does he
0: say at the end of the episode? Is what I'm curious about because the thing I, when I watched it again today, I was watching the my version of the DVD subs on, and the thing and the thing that stuck out to me more is the, the end of the episode when uh, Shinji and Misato are at the the shore, and uh, Shinji is like saying like Kairos said he loved me like what like I don't understand um what, what what did Netflix change that to did
1: I I didn't I didn't watch it on Netflix so okay. I, I don't I'm not sure I would have to I could pull it up real quick but um I don't know I like that line I like it to stay the way that it was for however long that translation has been out Mm -hmm. because I mean like regardless of how close you want to be to the original meaning I think once once you have the line in there as it was for the past, what, like, 20 years? Been a while. Yeah. Once it's been in there for that long, and it's, like, accepted that, that, like, that's how it's supposed to be, I don't know, you're... You're gonna do more harm than good, I believe.
0: It's, it's, it's definitely, like, because then you're getting into, like, um, intent... And how it's been perceived over time as like different lenses to view media. Um and this is the thing I was wondering about a lot today, uh, because like I-, I think that you're right that the there there is a perfectly valid and very strong and probably closer to like my interpretation of Evangelion that is like entirely intact with the the commonly accepted um gay Kaoru uh line. Uh but like I think it is also like a, a a worthwhile endeavor to have the to try like try to recreate it as close to the original script as possible, but I kind of wonder about the the virtue of doing that, um, when the version of the show that you're going to be giving, that you're going to be releasing to the pop, to the to the general masses is going to differ. In such a way, from what is accepted and like what people already like in it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, it it creates an interesting dilemma. Um, I because just it doesn't. It, I it, it's a little bit less cut and dry than I thought it originally was. Um, I don't know. There's other stuff that Netflix with that is definitely a lot more like also very suspect. Um. I I still, I couldn't find anything substantiating, like, the, 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 some of the changes in End of Evangelion to, to a satisfactory degree for me, and there's just, like, the weird random line about leftist terrorism that I, just does not make, does not make any sense, and seems purely just, like, an agenda thing. Um... Yeah, I I do I do not stand in support of the Netflix subs. I just wanted to specifically talk about episode twenty four as 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 the weird little thing that it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I also think that Kaoru is like, I don't know. This is maybe a hot take. I think Kaoru is okay, maybe pause. a little Wait, bit
1: pause. overrated. Pause. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll confront that after this. Uh, I I I pulled up the the end scene from that episode to see what Netflix changed it to, and okay. Uh the the two changes are Shinji says he was the only person that ever said he liked me and then then he says I really liked him
0: That's really funny. Um I I, <laughs> I, I really liked him. He yeah, said he liked yeah, me. Yeah.
1: We, yeah, yeah, when you change it in that scene too, it it makes it even more weird because like I don't know. It, <laughs> I
0: <laughs> see the, the like the yeah like what i what i what i was able to find like got me kind of on kind of cringe pilled on like is like maybe it's okay for Kaoru in the already weird like religious speech she gives to say to not directly say i love you um but uh, if you're going to change that you're going to also Im- like that implies that, those two lines combined imply that, like, Karu said... So, expresses affection to Shinji on a different occasion besides that specific scene. And then Shinji just saying, like, he really likes me, smile, is, like, that That becomes the point where it's like, that's just ridiculous yeah, I, to me. I
1: don't, I don't think it's about what Karu meant. I think it's about what Shinji got out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Because... I think it's way more impactful for Shinji to say that's the first time every anyone ever said they loved me rather than saying that's the first time anyone ever said they liked me.
0: 1000% I am in agreement. Uh <laughs>
1: this is so stupid. Um I, but I I f- from other parts Particularly the, the, the parts where uh in in I think it's the final two episodes or maybe it's in the movie where uh I, I forgot I forgot who voice said it, but they're like you hurt people because it hurts you more than it hurts them.
0: Um I think it's either Misato or Rey's voice says that. Uh I forget. I think it was probably yeah, Rey.
1: I don't think I don't think Shinji gives a shit. If people like him,
0: because... That... I, I don't think that's correct. I,
1: I'm probably overstepping a here, but, like, Shiji very obviously, like, hates himself, and it would mean more to have someone love mm-hmm. him than like him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, um, that, that's... That's pretty... That... Yeah, okay, I get, what you, I get what you mean now. Um, anyway, I was gonna say, I think the Karu is kind of overrated. Fuck
1: you. Fuck um, you.
0: <laughs> listen, okay... I think what Karu does in the story is, like, extremely important. One of the most important episodes in the whole show. Like, I am not saying that he's not important. But, um, and I think that you can see this in the manga, even, where he gets, like, a million chapters. Uh, I, the, I really think that a lot of the, the fan fixation on Karu has kind of stolen a lot of, uh, examination that, a lot of other characters deserve because I yeah. think that while Kairo himself is a fun character, I don't think that his own motivations are that interesting when you compare him to like Asuka or Rey yeah. or even Misato. Um, I haven't read the manga in a while, but I, I kind of resent it because it, it, it kind of it embodies a lot of what I hate about Ava, um, in discussion and like fandom because it, it gives, a lot of the male characters a shitload more attention. Yeah, and it really fucking neglects uh, Asuka and Misato. Yeah. And then it also ties into rebuild just because the just because it wants to hurt me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, i I have my own reasons for for being a big Karu liker. Um, I don't care what the Phantom thinks. Phantom does what it wants, but. Uh, just to take a step back and open up a little here. Um, in in the time frame that that I watched Evangelion, uh, I <laughs> there's this one cringe post on Tumblr that I made that comes to mind. But uh, at, at that point in time, I, I I would have labeled myself as his het, and particularly the het part here. <laughs> um. The KARU episode was very life changing for me. Question mark. <laughs> because, like I said earlier, you laugh at me, but like, like I, I I'm like, I'm, I'm
0: laughing with you.
1: I'm laughing okay. with you. <laughs> okay. Because, like I said earlier, I like projected a lot onto Shinji, and having the KARU episode. And having the I love you lines and, like, seeing Shinji react the way that he did. I, it, I, it, Karu was basically, like, my first, like, real male character crush that I ever had, a, ever had a crush on. Ooh. Uh And that was a pretty big deal for me at the time because, like, at the time, like, I was still a Christian and... You know, I live in the south, so it was kind of a, it was kind of a headache at the time. But like I, I've,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've kind of accepted it, because you know, I'm pretty gay now. But slipped <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. That's one of the main reasons why, like, I'm a, I'm a big defender of those lines and of Karu mm-hmm. in general, because like, symbolizes a big moment in my life where I came to terms with me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, thumbs up. Shout out, Karu. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't mean I don't mean to discredit
0: you at all. Um, yeah,
1: you're fine. I don't care what you think.
0: Right. <laughs> all right, episode over then. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> no, okay. Um, I, but I I kind of wanted to like use that as like a segue to try to talk about like uh like uh one like any of the other characters. Um, because I mean. I, I'm just saying that we've that like we've spent a lot more time talking about the character episode than we have spent All talking about. All right, we about. can, we can talk about any character has like ten
1: times the screen okay, time. Okay, we can talk about Vriska now.
0: <laughs> I love Oscar. I think Oscar a great character.
1: Oscar's insane. It's insane that she and Vriska are literally the same character. Uh, Asuka, it, it's, it's
0: lots of pain. Similar to Vriska, lots of
1: pain. It's really interesting that Asuka shows up in episode 8. Really oh! crazy. <laughs> absolutely no! fucking no! bonkers. No! 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 It's, it's, it's really fucking twisted. Cassie, uh, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I remember seeing a lot of art back in the day where people would would basically draw... Vriska as Asuka, just all the time.
0: That's so based
1: It's it's pretty base. So based Um, but yeah, Asuka, man, lover.
0: I I I have a lot to say about Asuka. I, I I well, I have a lot to think about Asuka. I don't know if if I can express it like coherently. I just want to know what like. Tell me about what you think about Asuka. Um, because I I love her. Um, I think she's like an amazing character.
1: When, when I, when I think about Asuka, obviously, Friska comes to mind, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get a little aggravated when, when, when talking about Asuka because I, I think about what the fandom has done to Asuka and Ray and, and how they have like boiled them down into this waifu debate and it's. It's so bad because, like, so much of Asuka's character is is like how much of a kid she is, and like, every
0: night I pretend that even I pretend that my drywall is Evangelion fans.
1: <laughs> it it's cra- It's crazy how much of a kid she is, and mm-hmm. how much time she spends trying to be an adult to appease the adults around her. Yes. Particularly K- Kaji. Uh, mm-hmm. but man! Fuck Ava fans! Jesus Christ! Yeah, every
0: time I watch this show, I, like, grow more disgusted with the kind of, like, culture that has emerged around Asuka and Rey. Um, it... it, it she's... Asuka's... Asuka is, like, the most, like, standout... Stands out as, like, a child, I think, in this show. Yeah. Um... And... I. I like her because she's a very realistic depiction of, like, a a, a kid. Um, and, like, what... it. Not to say that, like, you can... Like, her problems are easily related to, like, I grew up with two parents. Um, but I think that, like, her whole, uh... Her whole thing with, like, staking her self-worth on on her ability to pilot Ava, and her fear, uh, and, like, her how much it ruins her when she can no longer p- perform that. Um and like th- through like it, how how much she relies on being seen as competent by other people or how much she thinks or like what her what she at least how she thinks is it's very like human and well constructed and it's it's all for me, like it rivals like how believable Shinji is at times. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I realized I gave you the floor to talk about Oscar, and then I just kind of gave my Oscar spiel. <laughs> I'm fucking, sorry. You
1: ripped the stage out from under me.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. F- focusing on 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 the childish aspects of Oscar, the the big episode that comes to mind is the 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 lava diving episode.
0: I, <laughs> magma diver. Okay, so when when me and my friends watched this most recently a couple months ago, magma diver became like a meme <laughs> to us. Just Why? being like, though it's 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 just the worst episode.
1: It's, it's pretty bad, but I I I think it says a lot about Oscar. Yeah. Because, y- you know, the, the 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 whole episode is Oscar's excited to go diving. Uh, she she makes a pretty big deal about it she's so excited to go diving and she gets put in this very intense situation probably probably like the most intense so far in the episode at that point I mean in the series at that point where she gets a chance to go diving in some lava and mm. it's it's a pretty high stakes situation uh, I remember Masato was pretty fucking stressed about sending Asuka down there and Asuka just kind of sees it as, like, this game. Like, she finally gets to go diving. She She's doing what she wants to do. She she does her funny little little dive pose when she hops into the magma. And it's, it, it gets pretty wacky in there. And she almost dies. And I'm like, damn. I shouldn't take this shit seriously. Because <laughs> she's a yeah. kid. She's a fucking kid. Yeah.
0: Um I yeah, I, I Magma Diver to me is is like it is memeably I I don't want to call it bad. I would say that it's probably like one of the the most off putting episodes on its face.
1: I personally don't um, think it's the worst one. I would say what, what, what? I would say that uh what what's what's the one with the with the robot that just kinda walks on the human work? what uh
0: a human a human work uh
1: a seven uh, yes, yeah seven. jet alone the jet alone episode yeah I, I i just thought that one was boring
0: i I think that it it's 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 close um I'm not a big fan of that episode either I think that the reason I think the reason that like it's it's the, uh, it's so easy to kind of like meme Magma Diver. Um, specifically is probably the scene where Asuka's plug suit blows up. Yeah. And around. <laughs> um, I I think that's an uncomfortable image to think about being on the internet yeah. in the modern day. Yeah. <laughs> but the I think that you're right. I think the episode does have a lot of value to it. Otherwise, um. I just personally find the amount of like dick jokes and boob jokes in and in, in the inflated Oscar. I find it all a little bit off-putting and I don't like to engage with it very much.
1: Yeah. Understandable. But it
0: but, but it does kind of like there is kind of like a, a an important um, moment there of like a uh, a fight that Oscar is like very uh lighthearted about, um, that goes very wrong, and it's, like, kind of the first major instance of, like, Shinji just completely bailing her out of something that she couldn't do on her own. And that becomes, that becomes the thing. Yeah. As the series goes on. Uh, but yeah. I, I can't completely hate on, on, on the Jet Alone episode, um, because it has some really great, uh, like, Misato and Ritsuko in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll give it that.
0: Um and it also is like I think it's, I think that that's the point in the series where we find out like what Second Impact really was. Uh and you get some basis on like I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the scene that's the episode where uh Gendo and Fusuki go to the North Pole um and it's all melted and shit and then you find out what Second Impact was and you find out there was the giant and uh was that this, also this episode where, like, you find out that, like, Misato was there and her dad died saving her?
1: I think so. Okay. Question
0: mark? It, it's at some point between... I. It's at some point between that and Magma Diver, because I know that, um... In Magma Diver, like, at the scene at the end where Shinji gets a boner and it's funny, uh... Like, you see, like, Misato's torso, um conveniently positioned in frame just so you can see the the big scar on her stomach yeah and you have context at that point for why she has that uh yeah so i have to give uh jet alone some credit for having like the second impact shit um and i really like that like the, the title of the episode is a human work and that could refer to either the big stupid robot or to second impact happening yeah um but other than that, I think that is it is probably a candidate for, like, one of the weakest episodes. Um, I think that the episode that I would really like to give, uh, to shine the hate spotlight on a little bit is, uh, was it, is it... Four? I think it's episode four, where Shinya just runs away, and then comes back.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That... Hedgehog's Dilemma.
0: Yes, um, that episode is not... It was, it's one of the few episodes that, uh... Ano did not direct or write. He had he had very little part in it and they just kind of needed that to be there. Um and really not a lot happens in it. Uh I guess I can give it credit for like first establishing the train motif and like Shinji sitting on a train going through shit. Yeah. But there's no he doesn't have any internal dialogue on the train. He just kind of wanders around, like stands on top of a mountain, looks kind of funny. He's
1: having a tough time. Then, Come on, and then
0: gets caught going camping. Um, <laughs> it, I'm not a huge fan of the episode. Uh, it always feels like a like a weird stumbling point, um, in the in the in the in the in the introduction arc. Uh, and then like after, but afterwards you go back to like the Ray stuff, and that's that gets really strong. What do you think of Ray?
1: It. It's hard to have opinions on Ray because I I I know she has character. I know it's there. But it's it's a bit hard for me to find it.
0: <laughs> yes. Um I like I said, like I I've joked about how I've kind of become the guy who like has seen Evangelion a million times and I'll be like Oh, it's not that hard to understand and then i think of ray and like my shit just falls apart um i think ray is like definitely she's the hard mode character um for sure because ve- very little of her development is in the script a lot of it is like visual and it's kind of hard to it's it's a little bit of an interpretation i think yeah because a lot of her big moments are um, the way she reacts to things or like what she lo- what like how she perceives something um or just like the the simple act in like episode 23 uh when when ray when it's ray 3 and she finds Gendo's glasses in her apartment and she like starts to try to break them like it's all shit like that um and you also have to deal with the like ray being as much of a symbol as she is a character yeah so she's hard to get a handle on
1: what was um, Ray doing in episode one ah! <laughs> the, the, the,
0: the, that was ex- that, that was the what I, when I said earlier about I was on the random page that was like Ray and Ray's ghost in quantum mechanics um that that was what that was about
1: okay uh, i I assume so
0: <laughs> yeah so like the, the 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 quote unquote bookend Ray is. One of my favorite parts about Ava that I have no fucking clue what it means, um, which is the the ray at the start and the ray at the end, uh, the, when when Chigi, like first sees her in the street versus when he like sees her like floating above the shore, yeah, like, at the very end of the movie, um, yeah, Ray's a symbol is really, really fucking something, cause she's. I don't know. I don't know. Um she's... Ava obviously has this oh go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say she's there. She exists. Yeah. We know that yeah. much. <laughs> um and I, I
0: The thing is about that one at the start is that Shinji's never seen her before. Yeah. So he's he's not hallucinating her. Like, that's new. Like that is the first time he ever sees her. Yeah. So she's there. Like she's literally there um but like uh, it it's so weird um i think one of the really interesting parts about like ray as a symbol versus ray as a character is how ray kind of acts as one of the big symbols in the show for like m- motherhood or like maternity yeah. or like just a mother figure yeah uh whereas like ray herself as a person is Doesn't really seem to gel with that. And I think that the, like the, the bookend Ray is, is mostly that first part, the symbol of like, that's her, that's Ray is Lilith, I think, because there's another, like, as you get into the movie, not, we'll talk about the movie in a minute, but in the movie, there are a couple notable scenes where like, before instrumentality starts, you see characters die and Ray is there. Yeah. And I think that like the that Ray, the Ray that just stands there and watches, is just Lilith watching the Lilin like as as a mother
1: figure. Okay.
0: That's kind of how I, I try to stop myself going crazy with the <laughs> with, with with the Ray at the start. Um And the thing that like stands out to me about that, like symbolism versus Ray as a character is I forget what episode it happens in, but I know there's an episode where uh shinji makes some comment to ray that the way that she was like doing something reminded him of like a mother. Yes. And it's just really fucking weird.
1: Uh
0: cuz ray is like really off put by it and it's like why would you say that dude? Like what? Yeah. Just what was this?
1: Because of the way that like ray is associated with motherhood and there's the whole thing with yui and i i don't i don't know how to read like shinji's and 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 raise interactions because i don't know what the show wants me to think about it
0: i don't know if the show want like i don't know if the show really wants you to see it one way or the other um I don't. I. I feel like Shinji is like one of the very few characters in fiction where I feel pretty comfortable pointing and being like, he's got he might have a bit of an Oedipus complex going on there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, it's like especially with like the the shit in the movie um towards the end of it. Uh, but I. It really all it really seems a lot more like Rey is attracted to Shinji than Shinji is attracted. To Ray at times, um, I think that like the, the the big thing that I've always seen in Ray's character arc is like uh, her kind of gaining autonomy, and that is represented by her turning away from Gendo and turning to Shinji. Based, based. Um. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's. It's a weird. It, I I feel weird saying that a way that the female character is autonomy represented is, is like by who she picks, but it's it, I, it, I don't mean it exactly like that. Um, because what what turning away from Gendo represents is like just somebody who doesn't really care for her and just uses her as like Caesar as an object or yeah. like as a as a tool. Um, whereas Shinji kind of like seems to genuinely care about Rei. Um. It, more so than Gendo does anyway, like as a person. Um and that that like oh, this the that's where I see Ray develop. Okay. And what yeah. Um but I do I do kind of wish that there was more with Ray that was like easier to unpack, because she has like a couple sections in the in the last uh in 25, um the T V twenty five, where it, it kind of talks about like She's scared of uh Ray knows that she is is something besides Ray like she's aware that there's a part of her that is something greater uh but she's scared she's scared to accept that because it would mean losing the sense of self that she's gained over the course of the series, which I think is really interesting yeah um. But I kind of, I kind of wish there was like a little bit. I kind of, we saw a little bit more of that, uh. Because I, I think that most of, I think most of Ray's development happens like, at the very start and at the very end.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish that the final two episodes were easier, just easier, just the word easier, just please, um. <laughs> the yeah. the scary slideshow at the end of Evangelion uh, there's words i have words i don't know what they are i cool they make they, the 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 episodes make me feel things and i i don't know what they make me feel i i read the words and they evoke emotion in me and that's that's my experience with the last two episodes
0: Anywhere can be paradise as long as you have the will to live.
1: So true.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the last two episodes, I think, are... Th- like, the, the the sentences are not that difficult to understand, but there are a lot of them, and they come at you really fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when, when the screen starts flashing, I get scared. <laughs> too many words, too many pictures.
0: Yeah, um... God, what... <sighs> Um, I know I have. I know I have notes on this shit.
1: <laughs> are there any other characters we want to talk about before we get into the last two episodes? Because I feel like we were we were on a character streak, and I feel yeah, like there's um, there's some there's some fun stuff to say about some other characters, like Kaji. I think Kaji's a really cool dude. I, I love. We talk about Kaji. We talk about Kaji. I I, um, I love Kaji's watermelon patches.
0: <laughs> I always like to joke that Kaji is like the most like the best adult character in Evangelion because he's the only one who, like, expressively does not abuse a child in any way. He's
1: so fucking well-adjusted and nobody else is.
0: <laughs> he is too well-adjusted for this show. I do like Kaji a lot. The,
1: the, um, the scene where he's at the watermelon patch and, and, like, Shinji's there and, like, the fight's going on in the background and Kaji's like, this is where I want to die. Like, I love that part.
0: He's so grill pilled.
1: <laughs> I love Kaji. Yeah, I I, I love yeah, him a lot. Yeah, good.
0: Uh, I kind of wish Kaji had a little bit more to do sometimes, but I think that he does his job in the show really well. I think my favorite Kaji moment probably is um the is is in fifteen uh when uh Misato when he's walking Misato home from the from the from the wedding party.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, Sato is in, like, just a horrible, horrible shape. Um, like, she's, like, kind of, she's just going on her, uh, self-deprecation thing, and how she hates herself, and, like, Kaji just does not know how to deal with it, and he says, like, please take, please take better care of yourself. Um, and then he kisses her to shut her up. Like, it, it's awkward, it's terrible, and it is so insanely deeply relatable. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> Yeah, like what? What else are you gonna do there? I don't know. Okay, that sounded bad, but like I, I get man. it, man. I <laughs> Alex edit that out. No, 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 I, no. I like I, I think that there's like, I mean i I've been in positions where like I'm with I'm with someone and they're like like a, a a romantic partner and like they're just doing really hard on themselves. Like I just don't know what to I just don't know what to do um and maybe just giving them a, like kiss them on the mouth is the wa- wrong play but like there's an impulse to be like i i don't know how to ex- like i need to express something like that, like i value you and like yeah. you need to understand that you need to value yourself as well
1: yeah
0: um and I, that's like extremely well conveyed through that scene yeah um yeah i, I think Kaji's is really cool uh I, I wish I had gone back and rewatched the today the the the, the zero the is that nineteen the zero episode the the one with the the watermelon scene, um because I, I remember Kaji basically is like, hey, Shinji, like I know it's tough but like I can't do anything about this, but you can yeah um and it's like yeah yeah, uh he's, he's telling it like it is, um. And I think that, that, I think that that's kind of important because a lot of the, like, Shinji gets bossed around a lot. Like, that's kind of his thing. Uh, but Kaji, like, very, like, straightforwardly is like, hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what can happen here. And you can make the decision yourself, of which there is, like, one. Which is maybe not that different, but, like, it's it's important.
1: Yeah. Um can't believe he died.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we talked. about, did, did we talk about like the 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 Mega sixty four clip? Um, we we mentioned
1: like... it in the in uh, I think it was we were recording at the time. I I don't know um, whether we
0: were or not. Um, uh, fans may be aware of a podcast called Mega sixty four. They're a little bit bigger than we are. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> um, Up and coming podcast Mega sixty four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people follow. They need the support. <laughs>
0: um But there, there's kind of a famous among the, the fan the Mega Sixty Four fan base uh, instance where um one of the members two of the members are watching Evangelion together, uh one of whom was a, is a huge fan, the other of whom hates it now. Um like, they got the episode where Kaji dies, and uh Sean did not realize that Kaji died. And which is Really funny, yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> I I think that is pretty funny because like I, even the first time I watched, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, Kaji died." <laughs> Damn,
0: he really did. Um, it, at the same like, I, <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to give it the credit of calling it ambiguous, but like, it does, it it does cut before anything happens. Besides, you hear the gunshot, so, like, it's pretty obvious that he dies, but it, it doesn't show it, so, like, eh. But, like, yeah, Kaji fucking died. Rip. um, And that sucks. Rip
1: to a real one. Damn. Rip to a
0: real one. Um, I think it only makes sense after talking about Kaji to talk about Misato. Okay. Sure. And I, I want you to say whatever you have to say about Misato before I say anything, because I still don't fucking know what to say about
1: Misato. Um... I think Misato has issues, like every other character, except Kaji. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know what to say about Misato. Um, she's definitely an adult struggling to be an adult internally. Uh, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah,
0: uh... Misato, I I never really know how to approach her. I think um, cause I can never like her tr- like the way that she interacts with Shinji towards the end of the series. Never in en- I can never entirely square it in a way that makes sense and is comfortable.
1: Yeah, it it's it's a bit problematic
0: a little bit just, problematic
1: just a, just a smidgen but the,
0: but like i don't i don't want to just i i don't want to just say like oh Misato is a pedophile like whatever toss it out um just because like a I I don't I don't think that the 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 point is just that Misato was attracted to children and so she wants and so she tries to advance on Shinji. I don't think that's quite it.
1: Yeah. About what um, about what time does she start acting that way towards Shinji? Is it is it after Kaji dies?
0: Um yes it is. I think that the first the first uh instance where she does There's only like two. Uh, one's in the movie, but the one before that is like um right after Rei dies. Uh, in 23. um, uh, one of my other favorite episodes. Um, Ray dies fighting the angel, uh, and then Ray 3 shows up, and then uh, well, no, okay. Ray dies fighting the angel. Um, Shinji is grieving in his room, and Misato comes in, and it's implied that she approaches him, she approaches him in a way that it's implied that she had, like, sexual intent. Um, and it's really fucking uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you remember that? Do you remember that scene? Um, I, I like, do. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's sitting on his bed and he's like, he's like, she comes in and he's like, I, I, I can't, I, the tears won't come. Like, I can't find the tears to cry over Ray. And she, she touches his hand and she's like, this is like, I, this is all I can offer you. And he kind of like pulls away, um, and like, just tells her to get out. And, yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Um the the only way I can really look at it is that like she was already in a bad place. Shinji is now in a bad place because Ray just died, and mm-hmm. the only He's down bad. Yeah, he, he down everybody down bad. Um, <laughs> uh the the only way I can really look at it is like she probably approached that situation in in a way of like how she would want someone to approach her for comfort because her her whole thing with sex is like it's a it's a pretty big deal towards the end of the episode particularly with her relationship with Kaji and Mm -hmm. so she she very she has a very bad relationship with the concept of sex Mm -hmm. and the only way I can really see it is, like, she's in a fucked-up place, so she's acting in a fucked-up way and not really thinking about it, and it's really bad. And I don't think there's really any way to make it look good. I think it's supposed to be looked at as really bad. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's... <laughs>
0: it, the, the intention here is not for Misato to be based female pedophile. I, I feel confident in saying that's not yeah. the way this is meant to be read. Um... Yeah, I, the way that, like, I kind of see Misato's character, and I think that this is outlined in the last episode, the the 25, um, is that, like, Misato has, uh, kind of pigeonholed her life to the point where the only two halves of it are the, are being professional, and she hates it, and her only other outlet for that, um, is, is sex. Yeah. And... She has no idea how to comfort. Shin- she has no idea how to offer Shinji comfort besides with her body, which is really fucked up. Um, but that's, that. that's kind of like her deal. And I've always kind of, I, I, I need to stop saying I've always kind of seen, cause what, always, I need to say, I need to stop saying I've always seen things this way because I haven't. <laughs> um, and that's a lie. The way that I view it now is that Misato has, no, she knows that she has to do something for Shinji, but she doesn't know how to do anything besides like offer sex to somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, and it it sucks to be Misato uh, because like it, it's it's kind of shown that like the her only friend is Ritsuko, and Ritsuko has for other reasons uh made professionalism and business the only part of her life that she will ever show to anybody and so Misato just doesn't have an outlet anymore. Uh for the she doesn't have an outlet either to express the other part of herself or to work through that in a healthy way. So that that's that's like how that's how I view it in 23, but it becomes like a different animal in the movie which we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh because squaring those two instances is very difficult for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah. Um, Ritsuko is also a character. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: What are your thoughts on I feel Ritsuko?
0: Like I think she's really I think that Ritsuko was one of the most tragic characters in the show in a in a show full of tragic characters and I feel horrible for her at all times
1: yeah yeah um. <laughs> first of all she's one of my favorites I I, agree. I like her a lot and even though she plays a arguably large role throughout I feel like she didn't get enough of the spotlight at the same time. I don't know. I, maybe I just wanted more Ritsuko.
0: I think that Ritsuko is one of those characters where, like, you get more of her the more you watch the show because a, I think a lot of um, what a lot you what a lot of you see about her is contextualized by the end of it when you find out that she knows what instrumentality is. She kn- she's known about Ray the whole time. She knows about the nature of Ava, um, and you can kind of see, you can kind of see a little bit behind the curtain in her head by the way she reacts to things throughout the series. A lot of, like, her cryptic re- reactions to things early on, uh, take on new meaning when you know, like, what she knows. Okay. But yeah, I think, I think Ritsuko is a really strong character, um, and, like, man oh man oh man is Gendo a piece of shit. <laughs> I hate Gendo. <laughs> ah! yeah, I- Yeah, I don't think there's a ton to, that I can say about Ritsuko, like, in words, really. Besides that I think that she's very well set up and tragic Um, the- her- like, she hates Ray because Ray symbolizes everything that she hates about herself, which is a bit of a theme in this show, a bit of a thing that happens with a lot of characters. Like, she- <sighs> she's complicit in everything that happens but she's so like invested in her relationship with Gendo that that that, that, that she has no she does that she just continues until the end when she it's too late yeah yeah
1: um um man <laughs> uh we, we 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 talk a lot fuck about Gendo. Fuck Gendo. Uh we we talk a lot about relationships between these characters I think the sleeper hit relationship of this series is is Ritzko and Maya uh based uh in-game relationship checkmark <laughs> based.
0: I think it's really I do think it's really cute that uh that Maya has a crush on Ritsuko. Um and when it, 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 you do like as you keep going like through it like I'm gonna guess that you did see a little bit, like, the moments where they're nice to each other kind of jump out more if you've watched the movie a million times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very cute. Um, And it, it's like, damn, Risco, I wish that you would have... You would have not... You would have gotten over this fucking Gendo guy. Um, please, for the love damn. of
1: God, notice Maya, please!
0: <laughs> it feels so bad. Um, Yeah, I... Every character in the show has parental issues. Is the key, <laughs> fucking like all of them. The reason that Kaji is so well adjusted is because you never hear anything about his parents. <laughs>
1: Kaji is an orphan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so he, yeah, he's 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 fine. He's chilling. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a daddy or mommy to have issues about.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of Ritsko's mom, the the scene. Okay, the start of the scene where young Ray, like, comes in and calls, I her, love, a, calls I her a love fucking I love little hag. shit, Ray. I love little shit, it's Ray. It's so funny. It's so funny until it's not, like... Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: Because you're, you're um, like,
1: sitting there, you're like, oh, haha, funny, funny, funny baby Ray, Call calling, calling, calling her a fucking gag. And then it's, it's, it's like, oh, no oh jesus christ i love that ray like like
0: ray one exists as an abusive parent to humanity as a concept (laughs) like not like no nothing fucking all of humanity has to have a shitty parent and that's just ray one that's just lilith um it it rocks until and until it fucks up, in, until it causes uh, Naoko to kill herself, and then gives Ritsuko horrible issues for the rest of her life. Damn,
1: that's unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Really unfortunate. Um, some, there is something really funny about this little baby child just talking <laughs> mad shit. <sighs> Man, are
1: there any other characters that we haven't touched on?
0: I don't think there's a ton to say about Gendo.
1: Um fuck Gendo, I, that's it.
0: <laughs> besides in the movie. Um What like we talked about Asuka and Shinji a little bit. Do you want um I want to kind of like go back to that a little bit because I think that there are a lot of really interesting uh kind of parallels. Or I think that Asuka and Shinji serve as foils to one another in like a couple of really interesting
1: ways. Okay. Um, Before we jump back to that, uh, do you have any thoughts on the, on the, the 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 minor characters, s- such as the 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 two Nerve guys and uh, Shinji's classmate with the glasses, or hmm. do we have anything? So, to... <sighs> is there anything to say about Toji? Uh... <laughs> Uh, if anybody cool.
0: has not seen Mega 64's Evangelion in five minutes, I would really recommend you watch it, if only for Derek Acosta's, uh, three second appearance as Toji. Um, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever. Um, I think that the Toji subplot with, uh, with, uh, who's the, what's the class rep's name? I don't know. Um, Hikari? Yeah. I think that Toji's little thing with Hikari, um, it, there's not a lot to say about it besides that it kind of gives a nice little f- thing for Asuka to bounce off of um when she's talking with Hikari about uh, Hikari's feelings for Toji and you can kind of see how Asuka feels about Shinji reflected a little bit in it before it all goes to absolute shithell yeah. um other than that I don't like they just simply do not have a lot to do
1: yeah uh the, the the main thing I associate with Toji uh, is I didn't I didn't realize it when I when I first saw it but like the 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 part where Toji lets Shinji punch him, mm-hmm. uh, the the shots where Shinji punches him, uh, the the way that Unit One when the when the dummy plug is activated on uh in the unit four is it four or three
0: i think it's four uh
1: yeah in the because three just disappears yeah 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 uh in the unit four fight uh the when the dummy plug is activated like the first punch that it gets on well the first punch that uh unit one gets on unit four is like shot for shot like the punch that that between shinji and toji which i thought was really cool
0: That's good. I never actually realized that. That's really. I I I,
1: I saw a Tumblr post that was like, "Look at this based. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the 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 only animation parallel in like a the it was like a fight that I that I kind of was consciously aware of before that was, um, the really obvious one at the start where like when Misato reaches the table in episode two and like grabs Shinji by the head is like the same as when the first angel grabs Unit One by the head. Yeah, and that's like super obvious. Um. Yeah, I never. That, that's that's really cool. Uh, and like, damn, that sucks. I think the one thing that I like about the manga a little bit more is that Toji actually does die, which oh. sounds fucked up. Oh. Sounds fucked up. Oh. But I think that like it Toji living after that kind of it it feels a little bit limp.
1: Yeah, I I was gonna say I actually like misremembered like how the show went because. Dur- during my rewatch, I was like, man, I don't know, because the-, the fight with Unit 4 is, like, really hard to watch. Uh,
0: it's so fucking sick
1: and hard to watch, but it's also really cool. Yeah, right? it's it's really cool, but, like, watching Shinji, like, thrash at the controls of Unit 1 trying to make it stop is, like, insanely hard to watch. Yeah. Um.
0: All of the coolest, like, fights are the hardest ones to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: But I I thought that Toji died. Like I when in my memory during my first watch, I I specifically remember Toji dying. And when I rewatched it, I was like, wait, he's alive. What I the fuck? The shit. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I woke up in a new timeline. But yeah, Toji should have died. I think it would have been more impactful because uh, he doesn't really do anything afterwards.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a lot else to do. Yeah, I agree. Um I don't know if like Toji like um, the, the the counter to that I think is that I don't know if it would be necessary to beat the shit out of Shinji plot-wise than the show already does. Yeah. Um yeah. Like did, did we did we really need to have a scene where everybody in Shinji's class now hates him because he killed Toji? Uh, I don't think we needed that.
1: Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't, even th- it, I didn't even think about the ramifications of that.
0: Yeah, it would be. It, it would be potentially horrible. Um, but it, 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 it would be. It's kind of extreme either way. I think. But I, 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 yeah, Toji not dying kind of feels like it pulls a big punch plot wise. Um, who else? Even um, the nerve guys.
1: Uh... I don't even I, know their the, names. I I, <laughs> I know their names
0: because I'm a huge nerd. Uh, I know uh, there's the
1: guy who who does the funny air guitar, and then there's that's the, Alba. And then there's the guy who has a crush on Misato,
0: and that's Huga. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Huga have. I think the Misato crush thing is kind of cute. Um, and I I think he serves a bit of a valuable purpose as being. Misato's subordinate who praises her for her work and is nice to her based on her professional side because that means he gets to talk a little bit in her part in episode 25
1: yeah
0: um but he is kind of more viable as a symbol than as a guy uh but you know he's funny uh alba i like it when does the funny air guitar um And I like, I like the detail that he, he trusts nobody because in the last, in the, in the scene of the movie where everyone's exploding, he doesn't see anybody. He's just freaked out. He just sees a bunch of rays coming to kill him. Man. Trust no one. So true. Poor guy. There's all, there's a whole, there's a whole series waiting about why, why he's so fucked up. Uh, we're never going to get, or maybe there's out there. There's a hundred thousand Ava, uh, spinoffs. Yeah. Um, they're all probably bad.
1: Uh. I think the last character we haven't really touched on, outside of Yui, but I don't think there's much to say about Yui, uh, Mom. Mom, is, uh, oh god, I forget how to pronounce his name. Professor, what's his name? Fuyutsuki. Yeah, we didn't say much about him.
0: My my favorite meme, um, is, is from the, from the, from reddit.com slash <laughs> r slash Evangelion, is, uh, fucking, uh, just the... Simple top text bomb text me. Just a picture of him, and it just says, Hey, pedophiles, it's Fuyutsuki Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. Um Shout out to Fuyutsuki Friday. Um... I don't know. I feel bad for Fuyutsuki. Um... I... I didn't watch the fucking uh, the episode where you get the whole backstory today. I didn't watch 19 today. Um... So it's been a little bit since I saw it, but I, 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 I feel bad for him. I think generally, because if I recall correctly, he kind of like, he, he recommends Yui for some project, um, and then kind of gets roped in along with Gendo, like Gendo and Yui kind of rope him in and all this shit. And he has to watch like his favorite student. Like go along with this fucking creepy weirdo and then die. Young Gendo, giant robot.
1: Young Gendo, I, I hate more than like, current time Gendo because like the, he looks twisted at all times. He he looks like he could be the Joker.
0: He looks like a little rat.
1: Yeah, he he his eyes are really beady.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have like one insightful thing about Gendo, and I'll say, and I, I want a tip for the movie. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're, okay. You you wanted we, to jump back and talk about? I think you said Shinji and some Shinji and someone.
0: Shinji and Asuka. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think that the way that their relationship falls apart is like really interesting. Um, I. Need, I'm gonna one of these I'm gonna just look at like synonyms for interesting because uh, I overuse that word so much um but there's like a lot of parallel it's fascinating yes there's a lot of ways that they parallel each other um like the most obvious like it, like and like it feeds into like why Asuka would hate him and like the, the most obvious one is like Shinji is always like saving the day like fucking he falls into it like people tell him to do shit and he just does it because he's the miracle child and Asuka tries really hard and then never succeeds um but there's a lot of other stuff like when it comes to like the way they interact with like uh Misato and Kaiji mostly. Because like the whole square of like Asuka Shinji, Misato and Kaji is like really really cool to me. because, um, so like you have this mirror in that like Asuka starts out wanting affection from Kaji, um, and then as time goes on and Kaji becomes unavailable because uh he dies or he, uh, shouldn't rejects her. Like, she kind of turns to Shinji, um, yeah. and then, he, but he is uninterested at that point, and then later, uh, in, in the, in the final moments of the series, like, he comes back to her, and then she has... The last scene is whatever is fucking weird, but like this that's kind of mirrored in Shinji's process, where like, um, like Misato comes on kind of hard to him, which, uh, I don't think at the beginning of the series like explicitly like I don't think that Misato was like trying to seduce him like at the start of the series, but like she does open up to him pretty hard, yeah, um, and that kind of puts him off. So that's like that's like a reflection of Asuka chasing Kaji. Um, once Asuka shows up, like, Shinji starts to approach her, um, like, there's a scene where he tries to kiss her in her sleep, but then he's kind of turned off because she's, like, sleep-talking about her mom, which is a little bit of a turn-off. Uh, and then, towards the end, he is disgusted by Misada when she comes back to him, uh... And then after that is like desperate for attention. So like you see like As- like Asuka and Shinji kind of uh, are opposites at any given point in the series of how they are like like what the their their romantic interests lie. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads to them like falling apart, or like falling past each other. At pretty much every juncture where a normal TV show couple would grow closer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And I think that that's it's very deliberate. It's like very cool how put together it is, because they start out in perfect. Like there's the whole episode. There's the dance episode, which is another one of my favorites. That's my favorite from like the the Monster of the Week part of the show, uh, where they're like in perfect sync, and that's the part of it. And then everything after that, it 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 just completely diverges. I'm nodding. It's it's neat. It is neat. Um. Another random detail that I don't know—I just put this in my notes about th- these four characters—is um, that I, I didn't notice until until today when I was like looking through shit—is that um the 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 clothes that Misato wears in the second episode when they go home she's wearing like the 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 pale yellow tank top and the jean shorts is the exact same outfit that Asuka wears in fifteen. When she kisses Shin- Shinji. Oh snap! I don't know how to process that, but like it's there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tidbit. Damn,
1: I didn't even notice. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's it's
0: hard to notice because it's the the home clothes are like you know pretty casual all over the place, but you know same colors and shit. I don't think it's an accident. Uh, it's the same kitchen, like yeah, it's there. Uh, and. In in both cases, Shinji is like not really that into it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I just think that it's really well put together and really really cool. Um, and it's a really good, uh, deconstruction of a, of what could have been a romance plotline that is instead used to advance both of the characters, and flush them out more thoroughly. Yeah, uh, independently of one another. It's cool. I like it. Um, I'm... I think I'm running out of, like, shit to talk about. Uh, like, other random shit to jump around to.
1: Um, Um, from the show, what's your favorite episode?
0: Um, it it is a split tie, I think, between 23 and 24. Um... I know I spent some time like talking shit on the Carrier episode earlier but I it it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um it I I, I like all the 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 Kauri stuff in it. I like the little bit of Oscar stuff in it um at the start which which is painful. Um the the fight scene at the end and the, the still frame is just the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I don't know how you can beat like fucking giant robot fight with uh Ode to Joy. It' based, incredibly based.
1: I I, I really like whenever the show does the still frame thing. I I know a uh-huh. lot of people complain about it, but I think that like when it does it, it does it well. Be- yes, because you can you can absolutely fuck up like lingering on a single frame. For, for like over 30 seconds. Like, you can fuck that up, but I don't think Ava ever fucks it up, and it makes a lot of scenes more impactful, specifically the, 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 that scene and the, the, the elevator scene. Uh,
0: yes, the elevator scene is, is the greatest. Uh, I, I adore it. It sets up for, uh, fucking Asuka's part of the, of the last episodes. Um, I don't know. I love it. There's not a lot to say about it because nothing happens in it, but it's good.
1: Um, <laughs> something. Uh, something that went over my head. Uh, my first watch mainly because I was a, a, a stupid, a, a stupid little boy. Um, I it completely went over my head that like Asuka's on her period in that one episode. <laughs> like it. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. until my second viewing that, like, that's what was going on.
0: I mean, she's going through a lot else, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. Um, <laughs> I think Oscar and like the the the, the whole like Oscar the tension between Oscar and Ray is something that I have not like. Wa- it's not a lens that I've really watched the series through yet. Like, I maybe next time I watch it, I will look at that more intently. But for for how often like the room temperature take on Evangelion is like which do you like better the the Sundere or the quiet uh, one? Uh, <laughs> I've I haven't really done a lot of critical examination of like what actually the the dichotomy between them is because there's a lot of like there's a lot of symbolism and shit that like cast them against each other. Um, yeah but i it's it's just a weird thing, and I think the elevator seems like the most uh you know in your face, like, hey, look at these two characters not talking. <laughs> check it out it's
1: great, great stuff, yeah um, <laughs> um, hmm.
0: I, I I like how Ray is the moon and Asuka is the sun it's it, in every like that that's the symbolism they're yeah. associated with yeah. it's it's neat,
1: oh um, oh, I forgot to say what my favorite episode is. Oh yeah,
0: what's your favorite uh, episode? Um, surprisingly,
1: not the Karu episode. Um, <laughs> I, I am a huge fan of, of episode nineteen, uh, the, the the episode where Unit One goes berserk again. Yeah, I yes, that scene. Everything about that last fight is insane. It, yes, it, when when Unit One. Gets down on all fours and is crawling towards the screen at like an angle, and it looks like really uncanny. It, it's crazy. I I love that part. That's like my favorite part in the entire show.
0: It's probably the coolest thing that does in the show that doesn't make me want to fucking
1: throw up. <laughs> yeah, <when> it, <laughs> fucking fucking unit one just cannibalizing the the angel, and then looking directly at the camera. It, yeah, it's it's
0: oh, <laughs> I love the rem- like, like uh, like um. I think that there's like a tendency, or like I have a tendency at least to um humanize Unit One uh pretty hard, like uh towards the end of it, um with her basically being Yui, yeah, um, and I think that nineteen is the strongest roots. Remember, like Unit One, like yui that version of yui is still like a dangerous like there is a dangerous element to her yeah um which you know is pretty fucking hard to forget overall i think given how many times unit one just goes fucking sicko mode on some poor angel (laughs) um but it's the most animalistic that you ever see it and it's so cool love it
1: um
0: it yeah, Rachel. it's also got the... It's also got the watermelon scene, so it's, <laughs> it's going for that.
1: Um,
0: I think that my... Like, I was just... Yeah, my other episode is, a uh, 23. Um, which is, uh... What's the title of 23? Um, Tears. Ray th- Tears and or Ray 3. Um, I like this episode because, um... The angel is cool, and it has a lot of horrible shit in it. Uh, the... I think that the scene where um, Ray gets like Unit Zero gets invaded by the by Armisail um, is one of the things that I have like been been tossing and turning over in my head uh, the last couple times I've watched the show because um, I think that it's a it, it it puts the relationship between humans and angels in a really interesting light and I think that. Um, it's not in the same level as the Cara episode, but I think that the Cara episode continues the intellectual tradition of that scene where Ray, like in Ray's head, where she's like in the Sea of LCL and she's talking to the other Ray, who is the angel. Yeah. Um I really love that part. Because uh, I think that, like I I think the twenty three and twenty-four work together really powerfully because of this, because um There's those three episodes, uh, uh, 22, 23, 24, um, where you have the three angels come to contact each of the kids, and the previous one, uh, with Asuka is really horrible and really violent, um, and is a a hell of an experience for her, and it's not, it's what, like, ruins her for the rest of the series until the movie, um... But the obviously twenty three and twenty four are a lot different because I think twenty because twenty three, the angel um invades Unit Zero and it gets into Ray's head. Um, there's a lot of uncomfortable like sexual connotations to the way that it's portrayed entering Unit Zero. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's express explicitly bad, but it's definitely uncomfortable. Um. The, 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 uh, the, the, scene where it makes contact and like, it cuts to, uh, to Nerve H, to like the command center and like all of the, the panels say penetrated. Um, great. Love it.
1: Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but I, I, I like that a lot because I think it's, it's, that scene is good because it kind of, uh, puts the angels in a perspective I really like which is that the angels are a kind of a sibling race to humanity they, they, but with a, a different outlook on individuality and in that they don't understand... I have, I have my fucking notes here. What, what was They don't understand uh, loneliness. Um, and they like... See. Yeah, the angels don't understand what it means to be lonely um, and what it finds in Ray is loneliness, which is both like it, it gives you context for what the angels are and like how like what like what they are, and it also is kind of the, the first like that's the first like Ray is lonely. Like that's explicitly what her driving force like what her feeling is at this point. Yeah. Um which is which is great. Um I've I've seen speculation before that like when when unit 0 like mutates into the giant tower of angel bodies that that's like the, that that's Armisail trying to give ray like companionship i don't know if i believe i don't know if i buy into it uh, but it's an interesting take on it and it's the only like explanation for why unit 0 turns into a giant tower of all the other angels that like makes any sense
1: man i'm i'm like connecting dots in my head And like, I just, I just realized something like in, during that part, like there, there's a brief moment where unit zero looks pregnant. Yes. And, and now that, now that you've like pointed out like the penetration bit and like how Ray has been like associated with like motherhood, motherhood, it's, it's like, it's all coming together in my head and (laughs) I, I don't know what to think about it. I really don't but it, <laughs> it's there yeah, like my eyes are yeah, opening. Like, yeah
0: like ray is associated with motherhood but the the ray that is associated with motherhood is like not is in conflict with the ray that is is ray Ayanami yeah and like her like her purpose like when the Ava makes up with the angel like that's like the end game right is like that's that's how third impact would would initiate and that would be like Rey being like the mother of that process, right? And then the 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 part of her that cares for Shinji and cares for those around her, uh, like rejects that, and then she uh, sacrifices herself. Yeah. Like I love that shit. It's it's really cool. Um, <laughs> you're right. It's 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 fucking something else. Um and then the second half of the episode is like just just horrible just this horrible i love it there's the that scene we talked about with um with Misato and Shinji uh which is really which which i hate but because it's evangelion i hate it, and i hate it, it means that i love seeing it um because it's uncomfortable and horrible uh the ray coming back and then just not not recognizing Shinji, but recognizing that she's the third one, like, ugh, it's devastating. Yeah. I fucking love it, man. Yeah, and then there's the ending where, where the episode where Ritsuko like reveals everything to to Misato and Shinji, and it's like, damn, damn, this sucks, man. Twenty three is twenty three is like, yeah, I, yeah, I've. Probably my favorite episode, all in all. Um, very laden with symbolism, and also just straight up terrible bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do I have anything else? Um, do you want to? Do you want to take a break here and then come back and talk about the movie?
1: Um. Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, pause recording then I'm going to get a snack maybe use the bathroom, uh, stretch my legs and we can come back and we can talk about uh, feeling like a punching bag for a film
1: Continued in part 2.